Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this month's episode, we're returning once again to the world of audio stories and Big Finish. And we've selected a fourth Doctor story, The Sinestrian Kill. Uh, but first, what's been happening in the news since we've uh, since Paul and I have, have been away? And, uh, well, as usual, it's, it's not a great deal, but um, there was a couple of interesting tidbits come out of the uh, London Film Comic Con. Uh, which was uh, fairly recently, after just just before we've recorded, and I think the most exciting thing is there was a animated teaser released from uh, for Fury from the Deep, um, which is going to get the full animated treatment, um, which is going to be out next year, which I'm assuming is going to be out um, after the Faceless Ones. Yes. Yes. So it's a uh, bit of a surprise. Yes, it was. It was. I think. Um, I think they're really going sort of hell for leather at the moment with the the Troughton stuff. Yeah, um, which is fine because I think that's the one that's you know missing the most. You know, yeah. You almost get the feeling is it just because like well now we sort of got the stock idea of how to do him. <laughs> well, yeah, it must be cheap so, to animate now. Yeah, <laughs> so we might as well carry on and do him before we start trying to work out anybody else. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm I'm really sort of, I'm really excited about this one because I, I I tried watching. Remember when um. The BBC website used to have the um, like those, those recons on yeah. there, um, and I, I tried watching it then. I, and I, I must admit, I, I never got on with recons. Just watching stills, you know, camera stills, and listening to the soundtrack and everything. Um, so I, I'm quite excited to um, to see this one. Yeah, I'm excited to see the faces ones as well, as, as a matter of fact. But uh, but no, it was it was a nice little. Um, a nice little surprise. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they obviously are just deciding they're just going to crack on with these, aren't they? Well, I hope so. I hope so. Well, I hope to, to, to already have another one in in production before they've released the one they've already got. Yeah, the faceless ones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, well, what was interesting was, I mean, there was a, you know, you did think, oh, are they all going to, was they going to try and complete that particular series because the, mm. the previous ones had all come from the same uh series hadn't they that's right from, yeah fourth, was yeah it? sorry fifth yeah. um where so now we've <laughs> so i knew what you meant <laughs> yeah so now we've gone they've now taken a, a jump to another series with this without completing mm. that because i wondered really whether we was going to get a whole thing that was going to do a series and then they could release a a blu-ray series sort of thing well, as they'd like to do at the yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I thought you know, for one minute they're sort of going to go for this like shorter stories, but this is like six episodes. Yeah, this one. Um, so it's quite a long one to do, and it's been released in color and black and white um, as well. And it's also going to include the surviving clips from this story, um, a new making of documentary, and other features which have yet to be announced. So it, it sounds like a good little, uh, a good little Blu-ray. This one and DVD for that matter, it's in both formats. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah uh, yeah sign me up. I'm I'm already there. I'm already there with this one. But uh, I do hope at some point they do return to Hartnell. Yeah, I mean, I, I suspect so. It's just yeah, like I so, I suspect whether you know, it's a case of why you've got everybody used to working with certain characters. It's easier to yeah. To carry on doing those rather than, well, because they, they did that weird little promo thing, wasn't it for Wheel in Space or something yeah. like that? Um, which didn't 
unless they have done something with that, but that didn't seem to sort of go anywhere other than just like a little, like, you know, this is what we can do kind of thing. Yeah, and it is odd that that's not one of the ones there. Yeah, I know, not one of the ones that be announced, but hey-ho, hey-ho, it's... Um, no, it's good. I mean, it makes a change from seeing the usual Dalek and Cybermen, because that's, the, you know, that was the the era of the Cybermen, really, wasn't it? When they yeah. sort of... Um, with Patrick Trout. So I'm, I'm actually glad they're actually sort of covering other um, other missing stories before they get round to those. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really quite pleased with that, to be honest. Um, now, something else that was announced at this uh, Comic-Con as well, and it, and it certainly pleased me, um, is that the Season 12 Blu-ray box set, which was Tom Baker's first season, um, as we know, it was a limited uh, run when it first came out, and uh, if, if you were like me, uh, who didn't buy it, um, well, rather than forking out the, the £300 for the UK version that is going, you know, three hundred pounds on eBay, or you can get yes. the um, the US version on on Amazon for about fifty quid, but it's obviously not in the nice presentation box. They are going to be re-releasing this again. It's another limited run, um, but it is being re- uh, released again. And I will not make the same mistake twice. Is all I'm going to say. No. Yes, good news for you. Not so good news for the people on eBay. No, exactly. Well. Sod them and their greed, actually, because yeah. if, yes. if they're still trying to flog them, they're now going to tumble down in price and serves them bloody right, as far as I'm yes. concerned, for trying to fleece people out of their uh, out of their money. It's absolutely disgusting what people do. It really is. So, yes, I'm pleased but, that that's... But you're, you're just buying six of this limited edition next new run, just 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 because just you like six, isn't it? It's not because it's not you want five on eBay yourself. No, no, exactly. Of course, of course. Shush, don't give away my secrets. <laughs> How else do you think I I, 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 I stay with this this uh, this lifestyle that I lead? <laughs> yes, it's it's all mink coats and gold for me. <laughs> <laughs> Funded by by not available Doctor Who DVDs. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm, I, I had heard rumours they were going to be re-releasing this again, um, and yeah, it, fortunately, it's not just a rumour. It, it, you know, it, there is, there is, it's, it is 100 fact. So yeah. yeah, I'm really pleased. I'm really pleased. All I can, right. um, all I can, I'm going to say is that I hope they get the uh, Blu-ray pl- pressings done correctly this time, because there well, were a lot you, of issues, wasn't there? Yeah, you, you would think that they've had the, the trial run now. Yeah, you would have thought so. You would have thought so. But I mean, yeah, you can't you you can't say. I mean, other than annoying perhaps people that bought it because it was a limited edition, yeah. you can't see what there was for them to lose in re-releasing it. To be honest, no, you know, it's no. you know you know oh we've got a product we all want that we can make money from, but we're not going to let you spend your money on it. <laughs> well, I I think they were sort of quite surprised by the uptake. Yeah. The BBC, to be honest, and I think now now we've had these other, uh, I think that yeah, that's proven to be popular. So we've had the other releases afterwards, and we've got another one to come um, at the end of November, haven't we? With the uh, Sylvester McCoy season. Yes. So um, yeah, it, I, I I hope there's going to be more to come, and I'd, I'd want to see. I don't know. I can't think off the top of my head how many complete Hartnell series, or um, if, if if any at all, really. No, and whether they are worth releasing on Blu-ray, that's that's the that's the other thing. Is the quality could could they upgrade the quality any further than they already have done? Yeah. 
So yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Very interesting to see. Um, now, talking of uh, missing Doctor Who episodes, we mentioned on the um, on our last podcast that the um, Mission to the Unknown reconstruction was due to uh, come out on the BBC YouTube channel, or Doctor Who YouTube channel, I should say, um, on the 9th of October, uh, which was the very date that Mission to the Unknown aired back in the 1960s. So um, did you... Have you got around to watching it yet, Paul? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, what did you, th- I, what did you think? I, I thought it was really good. I did, actually. I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I think they, they captured that 1960s production vibe extremely well. Yes. I, I just like the fact they didn't try to do anything too modern with it. It was sort of like, it, you know, um, even down to the, the grade of the film as well. It seemed to come from the 1960s. I thought it was very, very well done. I really did. Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. For 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 what is sort of you know an in-house project sort of thing. That was yeah. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I, and what I'm glad about is the BBC actually put it on their official channel rather than going. Oh, we 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 don't sanction this. This isn't this isn't proper BBC sanctioned content and all that sort of thing. Um, you know, I think that it, it deserved to go out to a wider audience rather than just sort of languishing on someone's private YouTube channel. I think. Yeah. Oh, t- totally, totally. I mean, it's yeah, because it, it's not competing with anything the BBC. No, no of course not. They're doing. not going to do it, are they? And, and obviously, anything that enhances the or brings attention to the brand is surely got to be good, really, from that. Point I. Of view. I I think so as well. I think so. I Especially think it's, when it's, it's it's not people doing it to 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 rip off people money wise, is it? It's it's no. Not. It's a non non you know not for profit um, production. Yeah. And um, really, I don't, I don't think they've got anything to um, anything to complain about the BBC. Sort of, they haven't because they put it on their YouTube channel. Yeah. So yeah, brilliant. Yeah, I mean that's when we talked about it last time. I did wonder whether it was just going to disappear because there'd been the. The stuff about you know them making it, yeah, and then it had really all gone quiet, hadn't it? And you just thought, oh, is that just going to be a case of, well, if you know Peter Purvis, you might actually get to see this. Yes, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, it's brilliant. Um, actually, I must mention as well um, before we move on to our sort of last news item as such. Um, is obviously the other thing that was released last month as well was the Doctor Target Storybook. Yes. Uh, and I have my, I have my uh, copy here. Uh, and if you haven't listened to our last podcast, please do so. It was an interview uh, I did with one of the authors, Beverly Sanford, um, which I thought was a, we had a really, really good discussion um, with, with, with Beverly. And I, think, I thought it was a really, really good um, interview with her. And I sort of really enjoyed talking to her. So uh, please, if you haven't listened to it already, please do so. Um, because it's uh, it's just not yeah. just about doctors, it's about writing in general. So yeah. I thought that Beverly was a really, really good guest to have on, so I just wanted to mention that, mention that again. So, um, and apparently her first podcast. Yes, indeed. So I, 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 I think we should be quite honoured, actually. Yes, <laughs> very honoured, Beverly. So, thank, yeah. So, if you listen to this, Beverly, um, there's no reason why you should be listening to this particular podcast. But thanks again, thanks again. Um, now, um, sadly, the last piece of news before we move on to our next section is that the actor Stephen Moore um, has died at the age of 81. Now, for those of you who can't remember who Stephen Moore is, he played the Silurian Eldane um, in the Cold Blood story written by Chris Chibnall during Matt Smith's first season. Um, 
And I think most people know him, really, um, if you don't know him from that, as Marvin the Paranoid Android um, in the radio and television adaptations of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, so, yeah, it's I, I didn't know he was that old, actually. No. I didn't actually. That 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 was the that was the, the surprise. It's actually somebody I actually re- whose name I recognise because I'm not usually that great at recognising, just actors' names when they they announce and who yeah. they are. But yeah, no, actually, yeah, recognised his name and could immediately put the, the face to it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I think I mean the other things I I know I know from is is Adrian Mole's dad from yeah. the Secret Door of Adrian yeah, Mole. I, I remember say. that. Um, but also for the Harry Enfield television program, he, he was um, the, the Kevin and Perry sketch. He was Kevin's dad. Yeah. For a while, the uh, different actors played his dad, but he was he was in it. For, I think probably played it the longest. I think. Actually, so uh, yeah, very sad, very very sad mm. actually. But uh, yeah, as again, I was just shocked he was eighty-one. Yeah, no, that was yeah. I I I I'd never have put him as that. No, that old. Me neither. But. Uh, Anyway, anyway, so that's it um, for the news. That's what happened while we've been away. But um, it's getting nearer to Christmas. That means there's tat out there. So let's run over to Omega's Tat Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Right, okay. Now, um, the first thing we, we have, um, and this isn't particularly bad at all, it's an official 13th Doctor Scarf, um, which has been released by uh, Lavazzi, who... Oh, they've done other scarves and they do, yeah, they jumpers do, they and umbrellas and stuff before, they? haven't they? Yeah, exactly. Um, now, this came out on the um, 11th of October. Um, and priced twenty four ninety nine, which I don't know if that's dear or not in scarf terms. I've got no idea. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's not. It's yeah, it's not cheap. But no, I, I must admit, I don't buy scarves. People sort of give them to me as presents. <laughs> I don't. I don't think I've ever bought a scarf. Oh yeah, no, I've, 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 I've bought a few. Yeah, I don't mind. The old scarf, sometimes. Yeah, indeed, indeed. But uh, especially but then, it's, then it's I go to watch chillier. football a lot more than you do. Uh, that is true. That is very true. I do have to have to say though, I, I am worried about the amount of acrylics that have died to make this scarf. Well, hundred percent high. It's high quality <laughs> acrylic, Paul. This, this, this is this is high quality farming we're talking here, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> Just as long as there was free range before. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, a, there's a severe acrylic shortage in Norfolk right now, aren't there? <laughs> yeah, no, no, it, it's a, just a good repli- you know replica of, of the one Jodie Whittaker wore in the in the uh, New Year special. So, um, yeah, there we go. Yeah, there we are. Actually, it's uh, if you like scarves, if you like scarves, and you want, you you don't, yeah, and it's um, twenty five centimeters by one hundred and seventy five centimeters. Yeah, so um, <laughs> I'm I'm assuming the 175 meters is the length, not the width. <laughs> <laughs> As in, never mind the quality. Until you feel the width. width. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Now, next up in Tack Corner. Um, now, this was announced. Uh, I think not too long after we released our. Um, the last podcast we were on together, anyway, is yes. that there's going to be a Doctor Who Builder Bear collection. Um, now, my my kids are um, absolutely obsessed with Builder Bear, um, and I think my my son Scott was particularly excited to hear there's going to be Doctor Who Builder Bear. Now, unfortunately, we don't actually know what's going to be in the range. Um, 
We've got absolutely no idea. It's, it's, it's too just, soon. It is too soon. It's just an announcement. They are going to be launching next year. Um, so we don't know when that is going to be or how many doctors they're going to do. Obviously, it, it must time with, with Jodie Whittaker's return um, next year and what else they're going to do with it. And they'll, they'll do, as they do with other Build-A-Bear stuff, um, there'll be other little extras and costumes you can buy. Um, as well, so <laughs> they do as they do. I'll have a build a bear stuff and milk the parents for as much. Oh as god! Can. Well, now here, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing: build a bear shops have been shutting down um, at an alarming rate. So there are not many left in the southeast now. If you look at southeast London, particularly, there are not many left. So all you've got now is there's one at Bluewater Shopping Centre, which is actually in Kent. Um, and the other one is in Hamleys in Regent Street. Right. Um, and the other stores have, have shut down. So I don't know whether it was just they just sort of just opened too many shops and they're just now consolidating everything. I was going to say the one in Covent Garden gone then. <laughs> I think, yes, if, if you search for... for um, um, and why? And why I know there's one in Covent Garden. I've got there was one in Covent Garden. I have no uh, idea. Now, now was there was that builder belt or was that Steve? Oh, I don't know. Perhaps because remember, remember was... a few years ago, Steve did a Doctor Who tie-in, didn't they, with the Matt Smith bear? And that was going for like two hundred quid, oh, wasn't it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Vaguely now, I remember. Yeah. This. What was that? To do with the... <laughs> now you mentioned the cost of it. Yes. Now. Yeah. I yeah. Was that t- a time with the fiftieth? Might have been, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't exactly remember now. Oh, but no, uh, no. so at the moment, it's just an announcement. We don't know what it looks like, what the, what the price of this stuff's going to be. Um, absolutely no idea. But obviously, as it, as it gets near the release time uh, next year, of course, we will bring those facts and figures to you. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's not just fun. It's a public service. This podcast, yes, <laughs> <laughs> which this really has no interest to. No, exactly, exactly. Now, um, lastly, in Omega's Tech Corner. Um, this is true festive Doctor Who tat. This really is. And um, we bring to you a Cyberman Doctor Who nutcracker. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. Yes. Now, those of you familiar with, with the, um, those sort of German um, sort of style nutcrackers, it, it, basically, you know, from the nutcracker suite, it's like the little soldier thing. Um, basically, this is a Cyberman version um, of, of that. Um, it's the... New updated Cyberman, is it, with the Iron Man-style lights yes. in the middle of the chest? Um, now, it stands at 10 inches tall. Um, its base is approximately 4 inches in diameter. It's officially licensed as well. Yes. And you can order this from, and where better, Paul, than from fun.co.uk. Hey. There you are, you see. So, um, we're we're going to set you the, the reasonable <gasps> price yes. of, of £38.99. And I, I must say, it does not contain nuts. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so, um, yeah, £38.99. Um, it had a little drop-down menu where it said standard, and I dropped down the menu to see if there was, there was an advantage, a plush version or something. No, there isn't. <laughs> no, there's just standard, just standard. Just standard. Um, and uh, unfortunately, there is no sort of like funny um, product description no, you know, to, to, there to really no oversell what it basically, which is there is no description at all. I mean, There's nothing, just, is there? It, it is, it is, yeah. Bought a scene, isn't it? Really? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we might put this one up on after this episode goes out. Um, we'll put this out on the uh, on the website just so you can feast your eyes 
on, no, on its, on, on its well, Xmas glory. Well, actually, the product description is, this is a Doctor Who Cyberman nutcracker. <laughs> Good. Good. Well done. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that didn't read the banner at the top. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, it's... Um, I, I dare say someone will buy it, but... Um, if you if you yeah. collect these things and and you are a Doctor Who fan as well, then yeah. I suspect it's a must. But well, th- th- now th- you you've had another look around the website, and there are other nutcrackers available, isn't there? Oh, I'm no, This is this is this is a major, a major industry, of of, of various soldiers and figurines and all that sort of stuff. Oh, the so. soldiers I can understand, because that's, that's the, the traditional Nutcracker mm. look, because the, the shops yeah. will be full of them, because it's leading up to Christmas. But uh, Yeah, yeah I didn't know this was sort of a bit of a, a cottage industry. It's a thing, yes. Yeah, crikey. They what, are what, obviously bit, just collectibles, really. What, big, bigger than royal tea cosies? <laughs> well, 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 well. I mean, you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to have to have to count the difference on those ones. <laughs> oh dear. So there we go. So I, I, I'm really hoping before we, because obviously this is our second to last podcast before Christmas, uh, and well, second to last podcast of this year when me and Paul will be here. Um, so. I'm kind of hoping when we return in December, um, there will be some more tat, Xmas tat, uh, to to bring you. Yes, that, so, those those late gift guides. Exactly, because <laughs> I must admit, it's over the lot of recent years, the, the Christmas Doctor Who tat has been pretty poor, hasn't it? Yeah, I, mean, I, I, I suppose there is only there comes a point where they've saturated the market of everything you can think of. I think, yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. Apart from, it seems, uh, figures from the last series of Doctor Who. Yes. Which is really strange. So unless that's coming next year, who knows? Hmm. Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, so that is it uh, for News and Tat Corner for this month. So coming up next, we're going to talk about the Sinestra and Kill starring Tom Baker. So for another month then, that was the news. Okay, everybody, it is audio book time, and uh, now we're going to ha- listen to the trailer for what we're going to talk about this week, uh, or this month, I should say, and that's the Sinestrum Kill. Oh, hello, Inspector. Get in. Look, to be honest, you could jeopardise my investigation. Oh, yeah, oh, yes, yes. How's it going? Uh, Get out. I've got the law here, like I care. <laughs> He's my prisoner. I said run. Yeah, no. It's them. Run. Into the lift. <laughs> okay, until you showed up. London, 1978, and someone's using a warped field damper. <laughs> Only about 300 years too early. It was just bad luck. Quiet. What happened? Mrs. Blake. It was meant to be a quick job. He's got to die. Why? Anne Kelso, WPC 166. Ah, my three lucky numbers. I'll call you Anne. Big finish. We love stories. And this story was released in January this year, actually, and it's written by um, famous Doctor Who scribe Andrew Smith, um, starring uh, Tom Baker, Jane Slavin, and 
also Frank Skinner. So um, now, Paul, it's your turn to kick off uh, this particular review. So um, what do you think of this one? Um, it was okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a short one. It's only an hour, isn't it? It is. Yeah, uh, and 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 you know, it is as as much as well to introduce a new companion, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, because this, this sits what, off what, between the first time think, they've introduced the fourth Doctor. Yes, it is a new companion. Because doesn't this sit between Leela and Romana one? Yes, in in the continuity of things, because as we're Doctor Who fans, we love continuity. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So you went. It's, it was okay. What, what, what? Why? Um, okay. I don't know. No, no. Yeah, it, it, it was a a reasonable story. Should I t- tell you what point I got? It spoiled it for me. Oh, go on then. All right. It's the fact that when it turns out that Jimmy Lynch is actually the alien. Yeah. Which then makes a bit of a nonsense at the beginning. I I must admit that did come across to, that that way to me as well. Um, because why didn't why was he bothered about there being a WPC in there in the first place when he first walks in? Yeah, he just kills them both and walks out again because that's all he's there to do. Yeah, and he doesn't um, really care what what mess happens afterwards. No, exactly, exactly. Uh, I mean the fact the fact that they then basically go on and try and kill everyone in New Scotland Yard. Is you know <laughs> yeah I know what but, you mean but, I know but what you mean. in in the you know right at the beginning he's he's scared because of one WPC well hmm, okay yeah okay but I suppose if that happened you would have much of a story then really would you so. no 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 but <laughs> but it probably would have made more sense if it had been one of the other members of the gang perhaps mm, that had gone yeah. in first of all yeah or it had been another member of the gang that was. The alien to yeah. start with. No, no, I, I, I do, I, I do agree with that. Actually, um, I, I, it, it, so it took me a couple of listens. So, but is, is, I thought, have I listened? Have I misheard that to begin with? Um, well, no, yeah. no, you, you're, yeah, absolutely. That, that, well, right. that, that was the point. I, mean, I was sort of, sort of into it, and it, yeah, I was quite enjoying it actually. Yeah. And then when we got to that point, then I spent the rest of the the first time I listened to it just thinking. No, this doesn't make sense now. <laughs> yeah, and it sort of did spoil it for me. And it's, yeah, I don't know. I've, I don't know whether there was a change in the the idea halfway through, and it just never. I don't know. I mean, I'm not really gonna. No, no, exactly. Um, I mean, unless moan um, about that. Unless Andrew Smith's listening listening to this, which is probably most certainly not. Um, no, I mean, I'll get on. Maybe you could write in or, or, or give us a drop me a line. Just let let me know what's going on. So um... uh, and ask me what I've ever written in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I'm such an expert on this. <laughs> yeah. Um... So no, called I mean... Paul. <laughs> but actually, for somebody who does, who is a good writer, it just seemed to be a. It's the sort of mistake I'd have made. <laughs> If I was writing one, so oh, yeah, dear. no, it just yeah, because otherwise I thought it, it it did work to that extent. I mean, it's uh, there was other bits that you thought was going to be taken up, like um, why the he'd he'd sent a message and they'd not replied. Mm, yeah, just seemed to get left there as other than the fact that obviously then the doctor realised that. Perhaps he was going to have to do something. 
Mm. But why at that point the doctor didn't just offer to take him himself? Also, uh, do you know what you could probably level that criticism at any Doctor Who story? Yes, I know. I know. To be honest, couldn't you? It, it's you know it, it is. You got something well, like the well, time, other, you go from uh, time than, and space, other, and you can just other, do, right, jump in this, and we'll go. That's it. Over in two minutes, you know. It's uh, other than at the end, he does then take all the baddies to prison. Yes, he does. Yeah, <laughs> which doesn't happen in every other Doctor Who story. No, no. Uh, again, that that's the the sort of I could have accepted he doesn't do anything because he doesn't really want to get involved as such. Mm. You know, so you wouldn't just take him away. Yeah, but. He then gets very involved right at the end and takes them all to prison, which he probably didn't necessarily need to do. No, probably not, but it, it sort of wraps up the whole police angle to it, doesn't it? Which, yeah. Um, but to be honest, I, I, as I say, apart from the, the sort of like, you know, the, the little the bit at the beginning which didn't make sense, mm-hmm. um, I, I enjoyed it, actually. Um, I think it's that whole. Uh, sort of seventies police vibe, it was giving off anyway, um, which I quite, I quite liked. Yeah, and actually. it had some good lines in it, mainly, mainly by um, Frank Skinner's character. Yeah, I did like the fact that he kept having to keep having to tell him to call him chief inspector. Chief inspector, yeah, I did like that. Um, and, and the fact that um, when the doctor says to him, "Can you come out the back?" And the minute he sees the TARDIS, he goes, oh, that doctor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose because, I mean, there was one other thing. It didn't it didn't bother me, but I thought it, you have to sort of accept this sort of thing because it's a sort of in, in an hour-long format and you've got to keep it going. You can't have too much um, sort of world building. So you've got to be into it straight away. Yeah. Really, just to keep the plot moving along is the fact that um, his character was a member of Special Branch. And he was he knew about unit, so it tidied that up almost yeah. immediately. But they, but but Andrew Smith did t- keep it that sort of distrust the doctor going on because he's saying all the way through. Uh, um, Frank Skinner's character was saying this is a police investigation. Yeah, you know. So even though he's no, you know, no bug-eyed monsters and, and stuff. And I did like that little quip um, when he found out that Tony Reynolds was a bug-eyed monster. So. Um, I know we're spoiling it for people. We should have said spoilers at the beginning, but uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I know. I, I I just enjoyed it, and I and I did like the character of Van Kelso as well, actually. Yeah, no, it was a good character. Um, and I can see that. Yeah, she'd be a good companion to the Fourth Doctor. Yeah. And I think, actually, I think, yeah, and a good I, idea for a companion to actually have a detective. Well, exactly. Um, I mean, I think. I so. I was going to say, I hope they make better use of the characters than they have oh. done of, of Yaz. <laughs> that was exactly what I was just about to say. We were both trying to interrupt each other to try and get that line in there. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it'd be interesting to see with a big brother, the big brother, big finish, do a bit better job than uh, Chibnall at getting the the police, the policing into the, the Yeah, companion. exactly, exactly. Um, I, I mean... You expect because Andrew Smith is is an ex police officer, so yeah. um, you you would expect him to sort of treat um, sort of police officers well and write them well, um, in this, which I think he did actually. I, I thought it was really yeah. really good, um, and I do like and I think the Ann Kelso character is is really good, and 
I like the way sort of the doctor sort of like no, she's good. You know, sort of he kept sort of picking up um when when she was sort of like telling um Frank Skinner's character, you know, you know what you know, what what they should be doing next kind of thing. Is it yes, I do realise that and and he's like the doctor was like, You should listen to her, she's good. Mm. So um I, I I do like that, and I think and she was seconded to was it to special branch previously, or he knew her from another unit or something. Yeah, because because yeah, that that's I mean this is, this was all obviously a quite a lot of good shorthand, but Andrew Smith to keep the story going. Yeah, by you know basically you didn't then have the the whole Scott Nielsen having to you know get used to. And Kelso, because you obviously just had the shorthand that yeah. how you how you like it back in uniform, which yeah. obviously says well, actually, yeah, I know you from from somewhere else, from some other job you've been doing mm. in the police. I think that's the thing we. we I, I can't remember if I said it earlier or not, but it, it's um, things like this. You you might be oh, it, it, it's a plot that it's, it's just too full of coincidence, um, but I think. When it's done well, and this and, and and in this story it was done well. Yeah, I, I it, it coincidence works. Yeah, I mean it wasn't it wasn't laboured, was it? I mean it was no. just that far away. How are you liking it back in uniform? Right, okay. So now you know there wasn't any big, you know. Oh well, because I haven't seen you since whatever. You yeah, know. yeah. It was just they, the, a little bit of history between the about the two characters, and that's all you need to know. Yeah, just but, to keep yeah, moving the, forward. Yeah, you know, Doctor shows. Shows him that he was in unit. It's the yeah. you know, oh I know unit. I was in special branch for yeah, five years exactly. or whatever. So what did you then, think of Frank Skinner in this? Um I think he was a bit one paced. But I don't know then whether he's I mean his character was I don't know, wasn't quite the the world weary but or wasn't or or the the hard copper, you know, sort of you, you sort of get from a period like that. I just don't know. Mm. I mean, I've, I actually just couldn't get past the fact that it was Frank Skinner, to be honest. Well, I, I think the other thing for that time period, you expect in any um, sort of CID type um, sort of police officer to, to be like Jack Regan. Yeah. Be- because I mean, it's it, from the 70s. It's 1978. Yeah. You you just expect them to all be like Jack Regan. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and I suppose yeah. in a refreshing way, he wasn't. No. I mean, he, he didn't overplay it. You no. know, he didn't... So, from that point of view, it was quite good. And I did like, you know, there was the odd... Um, didn't really quite feel that he was in control. No. Um, even though he kept trying to tell that, as you say, he kept saying to the doctor, "This is a police investigation." Mm. You, but I think once once the penny dropped for him that this is, you know, he is dealing with aliens here. He, yeah. he was sort of quiet. Um, I say not not happy to follow the doctor, but was sensible enough. Yeah. To you know to to follow the doctor's lead. So um, yeah, no, I know. I think I think it works. I think it works okay. Um, I think also sort of attacking New Scotland Yard sort of at night when there's nobody there um, obviously keep, keeps you the, <laughs> your cast list down a bit, doesn't yeah. it? So. And, and, st- and, and stops you getting accused of, of writing a bloodbath. Yes, indeed. Well, to be honest, it was really, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, no, yeah, there, there's, yeah, any anybody, 
surplus to the story just died. Just died, yeah. <laughs> um, I was quite surprised that I, I, I recognised the voice. It wasn't until the end when, when the cast, was, uh, cast list was read out. It was uh, Gunnis Barber. Yes. Um, as Kathy Blake. So um, I've, I've always liked Gunnis Barber. So for, yes. for obvious reasons. <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, it was it was good to uh, sort of to hear her again, actually. And I suppose the vi- the villains as well were a bit one though. It was your typical East End sort of gangster family kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, which probably then sort of, which probably I say probably made the Frank Skinner's detective chief inspector slightly out of the place because they did the stereotypical gangsters. Yeah. But yeah, then exactly. He was, he was. Yeah, just I don't know. I mean, I did. It's probably underplaying it. I mean, and as I say, I think he probably had the best lines. I think he did. Yeah, and delivered them, delivered them well. So yeah, I don't know. I just yeah, probably just because it was Frank Skinner. I don't know. It's well, yeah. So we're both fans of Frank Skinner, aren't we? So yeah. and I and I think sort of in recent years finding out he's a Doctor Who fan as well. Um, yeah, which which. Surprised me to be honest, but then again, it's that it's that whole thing. I don't know why you should be surprised when someone said, oh, "I yeah. like you know, I like watching Doctor Who, or I like watching you know, I'm a fan of Blake Seven or whatever." You know, it's. I think I think it's because it's that whole thing that nobody dared talk about Doctor Who back in the day. Then you've got this in the UK, certainly, you know, a, um, a big star confesses, you know, I've always watched it. Yeah. When nobody did, you know, nobody confessed to what, you know, if, if you watch things like, you know, um, Room 101, which Frank Skinner now hosts, doesn't he? Um, yeah. You know, it was always one of the things that was tossed into Room 101 as, as sort of like a um, as sort of like shoddy television. Particularly the one episode yeah. with Michael Grade. Yes. That's well, whacked. Well, he, so. <laughs> he, had, well he, he was trying to justify his own decisions, wasn't he? He was, really. But then all I can say to that is, if you thought you looked cheap and nasty and couldn't compete with Star Wars... Then spend money on it. Spend yeah. money, exactly. You, yeah. he, was, he was the one person who could have actually have, have changed that, that without cancelling it. Yeah, exactly. So, quite simple, mm-hmm. really. Yes. But there you are. That's in the past. That's in the past. Oh, and actually, um, talk, talking of Big Finish and Frank Skinner, yeah. I would like to listen to some of their... Callan stuff. Callan stuff. I was back. Yeah, yeah. I was going to because I actually think he would be very good. Because he 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 plays lonely in that, doesn't he? He does. Yeah. And I think actually he would be very good at that. That role. Well, I mean, I was I liked him as Perkins in Mummy on on the yeah. Express as well. So I thought he was yeah. really good in that. Uh, so yeah, I I I I think he's perfectly capable of doing it. I think maybe, as you say, he. he he didn't overplay the character, but I think, no. as, as you said, he, he also underplayed it at the same time. Yeah. So maybe you know, that, that balance wasn't quite there. But uh, but no, still an enjoyable performance, though. Um, what about Tom Baker, though? Um, if you compare him to some of the others we've listened to so far, because some of the others have been so earlier in his, in his sort of comeback kind of thing, yeah. haven't they? Um, I... Personally, felt he felt more like the Doctor in this one. Yeah, he sounded like he was enjoying it more than anybody, didn't he? He did. Yeah, um, and it felt like the old Tom Baker was back. Yeah, you know, this felt like Tom Baker from nineteen seventy-eight to me. Yeah, you, you, you could in his voice, you could hear the twinkle in his eye, couldn't you? You could. Yeah, yeah. You definitely could. 
um, which, which I think was kind of missing from some of the others we've listened to. Yeah, it just sounded like old Tom Baker, like it sounded like an eighty-year-old Tom Baker. But this now, it sounded like he just got his mojo back. Yeah, really. Or as you say, maybe he just enjoyed the hell out of this story. No, I mean, yeah, as we say, some of the earliest the stuff we've listened to. Yeah, some of the earliest stuff we've listened to, as you say, was was his sort of easing his way back into it. Yeah, and I suspect it's difficult to. To gauge, I, just, I suspect if you're Tom Baker, it's it's difficult to know where you put the wait. Where, where, what Tom Baker finishes and the Doctor starts, or, or and, vice versa, and, really. And <laughs> and yeah, and where the bar is before you go over the top. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I thought. I so thought I, su- it was I suspect. I suspect he was slightly underplaying it in the earlier yeah days, and now he's sort of just relaxed into it a bit. Yeah, and I think it works well. I think the other thing as well, because apparently he's known Jane Slavin or Slavin, I don't know how you pronounce the name. Um, he's known her for a number of years, so I think it's someone he feels comfortable with acting. Yeah. with And, appa- um, and apparently, as they, they say on the the extras bits, that she, when they was doing the um, one of the Mary Tam series, mm. of the audios, Mary Tam wasn't available at the same time as Tom Baker, so she read... All Mary Tam's lines for Tom Baker to record. Yeah, yeah. So he was used to being in the audio environment with her. So, I th- and I think that 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 shows. That yeah. certainly shows. I really do. Um, and I think because I think the, la- the, the last the last the the last audio story we did was it one of the Tim Trelawther Doctor ones. Yeah. Um. Because again, it just goes to show you don't have to have linking narration, and I hope they've—I haven't heard any of the later Tim Triller ones, but I hope they've dropped it. Yeah, the um, stuff because uh, you don't need it, and this—and again, this just proves why why you don't need it. Bits I've heard of the later stuff, I didn't hear the linking narration. Ah, good, good. So, um, hopefully that is. I mean, I can understand they did it with the, as you say, with the. Tim Trelaw with the with the very early stuff because obviously they just didn't know how people was going to take him. Yes, as being the, the third Doctor. So yeah, yeah, and perhaps now they've just decided it was better. But yeah, I mean no, no big finish works best when you can just totally immerse yourself and feel like you're overhearing the the conversations rather than you're actually listening to someone acting out. Yes, indeed, indeed, the, the roles. Yeah, no, no, I thought it was really good. I thought it was really good. Um, I like the use of sound in this one as well. Actually, I thought it was, it was the sound effects were were very well done and, and sort of really sort of pulled you into the story as well. Yeah, even sort of the basic foley effects like cars and and you know things like that. You you knew exactly where you were. And yeah, if, and if you use sound effects well, um, and again, it it was a case of. Um, we talk about underplaying and overplaying a lot in the, in this podcast, but I think again, the sound effects weren't overplayed. No. You know, so um, yeah, I, I thought it, 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 everything just complemented the story. Or or that much sort of linking music, or you know. Well, I was going to mention wasn't... the music actually. They, I mean, obviously they they tried to go for that um, Dudley Simpson vibe again, um, but also at the same time making it their own thing. Yeah. Um, so no, I I liked it, and it did sort of. Um, I, could, I could imagine watching this story in 1978 on a Saturday evening. Yeah. 
to be honest. I, I really could. Um, but then again, I'd also like to see what they could do if they'd latched on to Tom Baker's idea of not having a companion. Just do a series with... Well, I don't know if they have done that or not, but you know, have, have a series where he's not with a companion. Well, I suppose this is this is as close as you're going to get, isn't it? Because it is really. he doesn't start... I mean, it's literally only at the end when he invites her to join him. Yeah. Or she invites herself. They sort of they they dance around that, don't they? Yeah. Um, but but I, did like, becomes... I did like the thing though. If you press, you know, if you press this, it will set the yeah TARDIS in flight. And she just does it. And he's like, oh, "Welcome aboard," and that and that was it. I thought it was it was yeah. a nice little ending to the story, actually. Yeah. But, uh... Would you, spot know, yeah. that? Would you spot that for everybody now? <laughs> but this was because they actually don't spend that much time together, do they? In this, no, because she's really. mainly looking after um, Tony Reynolds, and he's off doing his own thing, and which they then just keep sort of either meeting back at the shop or then at New Scotland Yard. Yeah. But it worked. Yeah, totally. It totally worked. So no, I, 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 I would highly recommend this one to people. Hmm. Yeah, it's, meant, it's, it's meant it's it's first in a. Um, it, this is sort of like the first in an overarching series, isn't it? This this cause this is the yeah. eighth uh, season of uh, Big Finish Fourth Doctor stories. So this is the first one of that uh, particular season. But there's an overarching theme by all accounts. Yeah. Um, for this, so um, which I haven't actually listened to the rest of, it, but I know the next one it features Dreshigs, so that that should be um, interesting. But we we, uh, we 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 don't do series; we just sort of flip from one Doctor to another. So it might be a while before we get round to doing That's that. But, yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I thought it was very enjoyable, very enjoyable indeed. Um, and at the moment, you can um, download this from the Big Finish website for eight ninety nine. So, which is uh, it's up to you whether you think that's expensive or not for an hour's audio story. But um, if it's as enjoyable as that, I, I don't really mind to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. No, you've talked me around on this one. Oh right. Okay. 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 That's, uh, but as you I say, started, I, I still just don't that, like it, that beginning. <laughs> the beginning. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it, not, it not, not so much. I don't like the beginning. It's just realization that the beginning it, doesn't actually make sense later on. Yeah. The, as you say. Pick another character. Yeah. Yeah. When the, 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 there was, you know, various other members of the gang, weren't they, that get bumped off later on. Exactly. But, they didn't but, get a voice half of them, did they? <laughs> no. But one of them could have just been the first one that wandered into the shop. Yeah. And then Jimmy Lynch goes in the second time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Now yeah, well. Yes, there we go. There we go. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a... Now a two thumbs up, isn't it? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Excellent, excellent. So, um, I think that just about wraps this episode up now, doesn't it? I think we've, we've yes. um, discussed this one. So, uh, when Paul and I come back, um, I think we're back to Target again, unless we can think of something special to do for our uh, December um, December podcast. Yeah, so we're back with Target again. <laughs> we are back with Target again. Because, as you know, folks, we, we've run out of TV series now. We've, we've done we've done all the modern Who now. So, um, and we we try to, or we like to rather, to uh, talk about classic Who when we do the Target novelisation because we refer to the, the televised versions at the same time, don't yes. we? So, so there we go. Um, however, though, the 
this obviously this episode is going out on the Sunday, Sunday the um, third sort of, of November. Um, but coming on the, on the 4th of November, we've got, we've got another short podcast coming out because um, I was lucky enough to be sent a review copy of... Um, you might have seen this popping up on your um, Twitter and Facebook feeds or Doctor Who forums, whatever you, you frequent, um, which was the latest of real-time pictures, and it's a new production um, from uh, from them called uh, Seal and the Devil Seeds of Arador. So um, I'll be doing a, a, a recent, a quick review of that, which will be out on the 4th of November. So when you listen to this, which will be tomorrow. So there we go. There we and go. on the 5th of November, we'll be blowing up Parliament. Yes. Because <laughs> we're all sick of sodding to. Brexit. That's what... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, dear. So anyway, um, yes, we, we, our, our next podcast will be um, pre, uh, a pre-election podcast, won't it? Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> afterwards we might all be tossed out. I don't know where we're going soon. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh dear. So until then, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Listening to the Who's He podcast. Please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk. You can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast. And please also join the Who's He podcast Facebook group. The Who's He podcast is a member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. Mm-hmm.